The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Good morning, everyone. Double-digit weeks. We're in week 10. How about that? And it's the waiver wire, and it's Adam, Dave, and Jamie here telling you who to pick up. You know, I'm in the Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving mood now. We're just a few weeks away. I'm going to say this week's waiver wire is Brussels sprouts. It's Brussels sprouts. Uh, not, you know, look, not a lot of people love Brussels sprouts, but some do. And the thing is, it's Brussels sprouts at a dinner where there's only like two or three sides because all of the best side dishes are on a buy this week. So you have to eat the Brussels sprouts in a lot of cases. Is anybody is is this analogy working at all? Is this Brussels sprouts with, you know, bacon and balsamic and you know other stuff in there to kind of dress it up and, and make it taste good or is this like boiled brussels sprouts yeah, yeah. nothing else you tell me what do you think it's boiled brussels sprouts <laughs> like you're gonna go and you're gonna like sit through this meal and then you're gonna hope that there's a mcdonald's open on thanksgiving night that you could pull through and uh pick up some food i have a question jamie uh yeah why should well it's a demand Tell people why they need to listen to the show today. I don't want to crap on the waiver wire too much, right? We This is an important week with the bye weeks. It, it, I mean, that's the reason is that you're yeah. down the Chiefs, you're down the Eagles, you're down the Dolphins, and you're down the Rams. And those are a lot of great players that you have to replace. So while there might not be a, oh, my God, grab this guy and start him right away. He's awesome. Spend all your fab. There are certainly several plug-and-play players that you may be looking at as flex options, quarterback and tight end you may be looking at as starters. So while it's not always mashed potatoes or sweet potatoes, <laughs> sometimes Brussels sprouts does the trick. All right, let's get to the show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So, Jamie, who are the top three priorities this week? No one. Don't listen to the show. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, the, the top three guys are Keaton Mitchell with the hope that he can become something for Baltimore. Demario Douglas once again, because he's going to be the best receiver for the Patriots moving forward. And then I'm going to put a quarterback third, but I'm not sold on the quarterback. As I told you this morning, when I called you, I was like, I, I don't know who's the, who's the best quarterback, but I think Baker Mayfield's the safest just taking on the Titans and what he gives you. So you can put Will Levis in that spot. You can put uh, Joshua Dobbs in that spot. Um, but all three of those quarterbacks, I think, are worth looking at with the chance of helping you replace a Mahomes, a Hertz, or a Tua. Who's your favorite quarterback rest of season between Dobbs, Mayfield, and Levis? If you told me right now Jefferson's coming back, it would be Dobbs. Agreed. Wow. That, really? that, it's the only reason why. That and the fact that he's going to continue to run and Baker doesn't run. Yeah. I, I get it with the higher floor with Mayfield. But I, I think I'd rather have Dobbs than Mayfield. I, I just I, I would hope that if you're picking these guys up and you don't need a quarterback, because most of the leagues I think where players that were fantasy managers have needed quarterbacks, these guys are probably rostered. Maybe not so much Dobbs who was probably dropped after he was traded. Yep. Um, but I, I think if you are ten team league, you know, shallow twelve team league, that if you're just looking for the one week replacement, I probably would go with the floor as opposed to the ceiling. I would too. That's fair. Yeah, there's another player out there, 67% rostered, who was a must, who's emerging as a must-start running back, and that's Khalil Herbert. I want to talk about him in a little bit because he has a great matchup this week, and then it's absolutely terrible after that, and he could be in a three-way split. We don't know, but uh, if Her- he's even playing, just the window's open. He's not windows guaranteed. Are, to play. Yeah, they're playing Thursday, so he may not even play this week. Um, but uh, okay, so he's a guy that we could look at too in shallower leagues. So it's Keaton Mitchell, Demario Douglas, and Baker Mayfield for Jamie. How about you, Dave? Who are your top three priorities? I'd put Mitchell first, and it's just with the hope that he becomes something. And I've got notes on him. Zach Charbonnet would be second, but he's only available in about a third of CBS Sports Leagues, thirty-five percent. I think he just barely makes the threshold. There's some interesting notes on him. And then if, if you need a quarterback rest of season, it's Dobbs. I'd put him ahead of any of the wide receivers that are out there. And I, I, I like Demario Douglas. I think he's got potential to be better than what we saw in week number nine. But he, he plays the Colts, good matchup. Then he's on by. Do you really want to roll with him rest of season? It's just it, the, the problem is that if it's not Demario Douglas, it's one of the tight ends. None of the tight ends are really amazing. There's a couple that have potential. I think it's Douglas third for me by default if you don't need a quarterback. Yeah, I kind of want him rest of season. I mean, I'm not expecting much, but I'm expecting like what Michael Thomas has been before this past week. Great, it's a great comp. Yeah. So, well, sure. I mean, look, you can say that, Dave, but that, that's just... I, I know, but you, I feel like we can find a guy like that on the waiver wire almost every week. Like Tyler yeah, Boyd's out there in 38% of leagues. You can pencil him in for 10 PPR points pretty much every single game. I do think there's potential for more, though, for Douglas, just based on yeah. what this offense needs and, right. you know, who's missing. And so it's kind of like the same thing with Hunter Henry. You know, if you're talking about tight ends, you know, we just saw a game without Kendrick Bourne and both those guys had good to OK, you know, average to above average production, depending on what you were looking yeah. for. You know? I mean, so, Henry was good. You'll take that from a. Tight yeah. End. You know, so it's 
yes, the buy's coming up. Yes, it's Mac Jones. Yes, it's the Patriots. But there's still opportunity for volume, and I think that's hard to overlook. They have a pretty good schedule remaining, just being honest. Let's uh, let's talk about who we would drop for Keaton Mitchell. Ravens running back coming off a big game here. There's going to be a split. John Harbaugh said there's going to be a split in the backfield. There always is. Yeah, it's you, you got to figure Edwards most likely to get the goal line work and maybe even Justice Hill more likely to get the passing downs work. But Keaton Mitchell's pretty electric here. So I think Roshan Johnson, easy drop, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. What about Tajay Spears? If he's your worst guy and you want to speculate, I'd rather speculate on a on a Ravens running back with speed than a Titans running back with speed. That's a tough one for me because I think if you were to say right now, who's got the more clear path to being a featured guy? If there's an injury in Tennessee, it might take two injuries in Baltimore for that to happen, right? I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe not. That's probably not bad. Sure. I, I, yeah. There's things going on with Justice Hill that make me a little more optimistic on Mitchell. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I don't want to wait for an injury. So and like they, they've been using Gus as their feature back for like two games going into this one. And it was Justice Hill who played the most snaps with Lamar last week against Seattle. Like Gus had the I, Yeah, that, the Seattle game, though, I don't really worry about. I mean, they were they were that game was in hand early. Does it matter to you who played the most snaps in garbage time? Not with Lamar Jackson. It wasn't Justice Hill. I thought he it was Justice yeah. Hill. Yeah. 17 of 19 snaps with Huntley. Right. I'm just worried about passing. I'm just, you know, we talk about trap backs, right? And Keaton Mitchell, if he's not going to catch passes and he's not going to score the touchdowns unless they're from 40 or 60 yards out, basically. But yeah, but I understand the appeal. Would you drop Jaleel McLaughlin, who a few weeks ago is basically Keaton Mitchell? Would you drop Jaleel McLaughlin for Keaton Mitchell? Yes. I would if he was your la- if he's your worst player. Same thing as Ty J. Spears. These are guys I don't want to cut, but let's just say my team's loaded. I've got good depth. If he's my worst player and I want Mitchell, then I would do it. All right. Obviously, drop Bijan Robinson for him because Bijan's hopeless. But uh, I mean, Arthur Smith would. <laughs> no, don't do that. But he wouldn't drop Tyler Algier. Uh, but he can't drop Tyler Algier. The Rams running back, not Kyron Williams, but the other two Rams running backs for Keaton Mitchell. If you're not playing them anytime soon, yes, because it's 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 really a one week window that they still have left. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's talk more about the Brussels sprouts here, but. Uh, even better than the Brussels sprouts is the morning buzz on CBS Sports HQ. You probably didn't see it because you were watching that thriller last night, but the Knicks won, and I'm happy about that. If I want to watch highlights, I'm going to turn on morning buzz on, on HQ. Uh, your sports day starts here. Highlights from all the top games and leagues. Catch up on storylines and social buzz. Jump in and out. Morning buzz runs all morning starting at 9 a.m. and get it all for free on the CBS Sports app. So if you have the app, you can watch HQ. You download it on your Roku or Apple TV, whatever the heck you have, your smart TV, watch HQ. It's it's exactly what you want as a sports fan. It's great. Uh, schedule alert. I got a player with a great schedule and a player with a bad schedule. Jackson Smith and Jigba. It's kind of weird with him. You know, what is a great schedule for him? Washington, for example, 29th against wide receivers. It's a good matchup for a guy who runs extremely short routes and gets targeted in short area all the time. Not really. We know what Washington is. But just looking on paper, six of Jackson Smith and Jigba's last eight games. And when I give these stats, I'm pretty much never including week 18. If I do, I'll let you know. So six of his last eight games are against teams that rank 26th or worse against wide receivers. Uh, So that is the same for Metcalf and Lockett. Now, the caveat is that two of those or three of those matchups are San Francisco and Philadelphia. 
maybe you think they're going to be better. But on paper, the Seahawks wide receivers have great matchups going forward, and JSN is 67% rostered. Another guy with 67% rostered is Khalil Herbert. If he plays this week, it's a favorable matchup. If you're going to trust him, I don't know that you would. But then after that, it's Detroit. They're just brutal against running backs. Minnesota, they're seventh. Then a bye week. Then Detroit again. And then Cleveland. It's a little bit better after that, but that's really tough for Khalil Herbert. So in my mind, like going into the week before I looked at the schedule, and I'm sorry, you know, I I, I feel like it's not it's not as easy as just like I should look at the schedule for everyone, but I because I said beat the waiver wire with him on Friday. If I saw Khalil Herbert, he might be my top pickup. If I saw him in the league. Oh, he should be. But I don't know. Like, this schedule terrifies me and, and the whole but situation. You, I mean, yes, the schedule should be somewhat of a concern. I mean, you know, th- this is the point in the year where one injury can make the entire difference for a, a defense. Yeah, so you're so you, if you saw Khalil Herbert. If you're telling me my, my choices right now are I'm first on waivers and it's Herbert, Mitchell, Douglas, Charbonnet, you know, whatever you're going to put the order of. I would take my chances with with Herbert being the lead running back for the Bears for the rest of the season. Okay, and how about um, if you saw there's like six tight ends who are about 80% rostered, and obviously all of them will not be available, but one or two might be. So we're talking Komet and Ferguson. You know what? Let me just pull up the list. McBride and Njoku. Njoku, Ferguson, Schultz. Komet, McBride. That's five tight ends that are right around 80% rostered. It, do any of them feel like if they were available, the absolute must-add guy over Khalil Herbert? Yes. Yeah. Who? Oh, over Herbert? Yeah. yeah. I guess I'm, I'm going to say no, because if you're telling me that these guys are available, there's probably two or three of them that are available. No, I don't know. Sometimes it's like one slips through the cracks. I don't, I don't, okay, so I, I, if, if it's the choice of getting Herbert first and then maybe coming back and getting Hunter Henry, I would do that. Overtaking Komet and then hoping for, uh, I don't know, Antonio Gibson to be the running back you get second. Yeah. I'm curious how you feel about that group of tight ends. Njoku, Ferguson, Schultz, Komet, McBride. Who feels Sounds like a lot of guys that are low-end starters rest of season. Yeah, or at least right now. Who's your favorite? Komet. Um... I might go Schultz just with the matchup this week and the fact that he doesn't he's already passed his by. Kometzel has his by coming up. Okay. All Kometz right. got his quarterback coming back. He's already been connecting with the quarterback who's in there now. So even if Fields doesn't play, uh, I, I feel like he's the number two target in the offense. Schultz is good too. Like we we should have really been on top of Schultz more last week because the Texans just they can't run the ball. I don't know if they're miraculously going to be able to run the ball when Damian Pierce comes back. But if they were, I think that would hurt Dalton Schultz quite a bit. Yeah, actually, I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to go Ferguson one, Schultz two, Komet three. He's I, up there. I think Schultz. You know, we were. I, I think we were right to be skeptical because as soon as Tank Dell came back the previous week, Schultz's production cratered. But it was just a bad game for Stroud, and last week was a great game for Stroud. And I think uh, Stroud versus the Bengals is going to be a fun little debate this week. But we have more time for that a little bit later. Um, talking Fab here. How much are you spending on Keaton Mitchell? Not much. I don't I don't know if unless I need one of these guys that we're going to talk about today, I don't know if I'm spending any fab this week. Like if I need a DST or a bi-week replacement, I get it. But I don't know if anybody here is really worth it. I agree, not that much. But someone in your league is going to overspend for him. Someone in your league is going to put up a 25% fab bid or more. 
Yeah. I he's think not, uh, you I, know, I like him a lot, but I don't know. I mean, you guys know how much I like him. Been talking about him for months. I think the tough fab decision this week is if you have a quarterback on a bye, you, you know, you're not the only one and you're going to be have to be very competitive here. So, you know, but but at the same time, like Jamie said, he doesn't feel a huge difference between Mayfield, Levis, and Dobbs. So you're going to have to decide how much money to spend if you have Mahomes or Hurts or Tua. Um, probably not. You Unless you already have it covered. Of course, but I'm saying if you don't. managers might. If you don't have it covered, and then I guess check your league and see who the Mahomes and Hurts and, and Tua managers have. Do they need to get in that quarterback market? You know what I'm trying to say here? Because you might be desperate. You don't want to miss out on all the waiver wire quarterbacks. But if all three of our top guys are available, then you probably don't want to spend too much on any one of them. Correct. No. I also think this is a great week to you know try and trade yes. for any of those high-level players that are on a buy if those teams are struggling. I mean, you have a perfect opportunity to get Mahomes as, maybe as cheap as ever. Travis Kelsey certainly as cheap as ever. Um the Eagles guys, you know, if somebody's struggling, just needs to get something to get a win. The Dolphins guys, you know, I mean, two is coming off a crappy game. Might there's a lot. There's a lot to the you know maybe poach off of somebody's roster. Yeah, but then there's the Rams. This Sean McVay was, is optimistic about Stafford coming back in Week 11. Are we making? The I bet buy- he does. What's that? I bet he does. Right. I, I bet he does too. How healthy He'll be back is he to giving be? us 17 fantasy points? <laughs> I don't care about him. I care about Nikola. Yeah, right. Up. It's just more of the receivers. Ah, okay. Are we making offers for them, or are we a little nervous about it? Sure. They're great. Oh, I mean, if you can get them cheap, you absolutely do it. I don't really know. I just don't really know what that means exactly. Would you give up Mike Evans for them? 100%. For Cup, yes. For Puka, I'm not sure. Okay. Not sure. Okay. I got some news and notes for you. We'll update you on the big storylines after we take a break here on Fantasy Football Today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, break is over. <laughs> I, you know, if you're watching, I, I went to break too soon. I didn't give Schaefer enough time to queue up the commercial. So I was sitting there like, mm, it was my fault. My bad. Uh, news and notes, Kyler Murray's going to start this week barring a setback. But head coach Jonathan Gannon said uh, it might not look like Kyler Murray. So I don't know if that means he has longer hair or he just won't be quite as dynamic as he was before. But, um, where are you guys ranking Kyler this week? Top 12. I've got him 16th. Okay. Josh Dobbs is going to start for Minnesota. 
Justin Fields is going to start on Thursday against Carolina. Daniel Jones tore his ACL, and and uh, Brian Dable, for you in two QB leagues, Brian Dable did not commit to Tommy DeVito, so it could be Matt Barkley, which would give us the Barkley-Barkley backfield, which everybody, I think, would be pretty excited about. Uh, Khalil Herbert practiced in full, but again, we don't know if he's going to be activated. Cole Komet does have a knee injury. Is this Should this be a concern to anybody? Uh, picking him up on waivers, if they or you know, or anybody in general, Cole Komet. I, I would could can probably assume that short week. You know, they list guys like this that are dealing with any sort of ailment. If they didn't practice, it's a walkthrough. So, you know, we we see this quite a bit. I wouldn't worry about it. All right, and again, yeah, they got the Thursday game. Jamar Chase didn't mention this one yet. He's questionable. He's got a sore back. He may not play this week. They seemed almost pessimistic about it, very cautious about it. Let's say, and they've got Houston coming up and. I'll give you what the numbers from the four games that he missed last year. Joe Burrow had uh, three games with 17 and a half to 21.1 fantasy points, and he had a huge game at Pittsburgh. He was pretty good overall, but only one great game. T. Higgins was phenomenal. He was on pace for 153 targets. Tyler Boyd was not. Tyler Boyd had had 12 catches in four games for 140 yards and a touchdown. It was a really big disappointment because we knew Chase was going to have an extended absence. And we were, I remember being pretty excited about picking up Tyler Boyd if he had been available, and he stunk. Uh, so it's something to keep in mind as they get the Texans this week. And then they're at Baltimore. Taylor Heineke's going to start for Atlanta. Dallas Goddard broke his forearm. That is tough news. Not put on IR yet. Uh, they have a bye. If he's put on IR, he has to miss four games. Not four weeks, but four games. John Harbaugh said there will be a rotation at running back. The tough oh, Cam Akers tore his Achilles. This is a different Achilles, his left Achilles. Uh, last time it was his right Achilles. So just a brutal break there. Dan Campbell said that he has a good feeling about David Montgomery playing this week, but also that Jameer Gibbs is going to get some touches. What did he say? He'll get a, a, his fair share of touches. Who are you guys ranking higher this week for the Lions? Gibbs, PPR, Montgomery, none. They're much closer for me in PPR than none, but I have Montgomery higher. All right, and they have the Chargers, who actually all of a sudden have a good run defense. Um, let's see. They what have else. a hell of a pass rusher. They do. They do. They have a few. Uh, Christian Watson oh. does not have a concussion, which is good. He might play this week. Debo Samuel is back, baby. Zay Jones mispracticed. He's really must be pretty hurt. He's coming off the bye, and Zay Jones still not healthy. Dallas is going to work out Martavis Bryant. Are there any mm. leagues, even a dynasty league, where there's like everyone's rostered that you're that you're stashing as you're adding Martavis Bryant, former Steelers receiver? No, no. Uh, Sean McVay sounded optimistic about Stafford, as I mentioned. He also said Kyron Williams is expected back in Week 12 when he's first eligible. Devon Achan should be back in Week 11. We know Josh Downs is hurt. KJ Osborne is hurt. Cleveland got good news, not great news, but good news. On their left tackle, Jedrick Wills. He is on IR, but he's not out for the season. He has an MCL injury, and he's going to miss at least four games. And there are some other defensive news that we don't really need to get to. So let's get to the top three at each position. Jamie, start with the quarterbacks. Who are the top three quarterbacks to get? Yeah, we, we mentioned this already. Um, Baker Mayfield, Will Levis, and, and Joshua Dobbs. And I think it depends on what you're looking for, for not just Week 10, but also beyond. So for Week 10, I feel like Baker's got the safest floor. I feel like Levis has the highest ceiling. I don't love the matchup for Dobbs against Minnesota, excuse me, against uh, New Orleans, but 
hopefully, as Dave said before, that his legs can carry him through. He's got, I think it's five games with at least 40 plus yards rushing. So, you know, he's done a nice job there. Three games in a row with a a, a rushing touchdown. But I still buy into the Saints defense being pretty tough to have production against. So he's my least favorite from a week 10 starting standpoint. But long term, if you tell me right now, which it seems like it's trending that direction, that Jefferson's coming back, then I would put Dobbs ahead of the other two if you don't need to start somebody for this week. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, if you look at the the Tampa Bay Tennessee game, you would think, based on the past, this is the better matchup for Baker Mayfield. But Tennessee's been a lot better against the past than we expected. They're tenth against quarterbacks. I think uh, it's misleading, though. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, probably. But I mean, the last the last three quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson scored eighteen points. I don't know if you remember that game. They left a lot of points off the board. They stunk that in was the red in zone. Europe. Yeah, actually, I, I think Tennessee might be the best red zone defense in the NFL. Uh, I have to look that up. Taylor Heineke had 14. Kenny Pickett had 12. But on the other end, it's Tampa Bay. Is They just have a terrible pass defense. Heineke right was now. in a half. Yeah. Fair point. Oh, uh, you're right. Sorry about that. Was he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Okay. Remember Ritter had the concussion and then he cleared yeah. protocol, but they benched him anyway. And it was because Arthur Smith said he was being conservative with him. He wanted him healthy. Right. Well, that's right. I'm not really buying it as a bad matchup for Baker Mayfield. But I think if it was a team like Tampa Bay that, and, and granted, Rashad White's coming off a strong performance running the ball, but if it was a team that can run the ball, because that's what we've seen is the Titans' run defense has really been bad by comparison to what we thought it was been, going to be and what it was for last season. The thing about Baker is just they're, he, he basically is just giving you consistently 20-plus fantasy points. Five of eight games this season, he's hit 20 points. His two ba- He's had really two bad games, so he's had two under 18 points. So he's been just pretty consistent. And again, I think the floor, how this game should go, it makes him the safest of the bunch. But Will Levis, my God, he's facing a defense that's just allowed 84 fantasy points the last two weeks to Josh Allen and and to C.J. Stroud. I just don't know if you can bank on Levis getting to the 20-point mark safely. Like, he should be able to. And again, I don't discount him having the higher ceiling than Baker. But we also saw what the floor looked like last week. And now there's two games worth of tape on him. And so will Todd Bowles make things a little bit tough on Levis? Plus that offensive line is a complete disaster. And he, is he going to get more than just DeAndre Hopkins helping? Him? So I don't mind him, but I also think if I'm just picking <laughs> between the two, I'll take my chances with Baker. It was really, what an endorsement. It was like four four or five things is negative on Will Levis. But I, yeah, I mean, no, you're right. It was just funny. It was just like, here are all the reasons why he might struggle. Um well, the matchup's great. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, but like, it's almost like the matchup's great. And two weeks ago, we saw him go haywire, and those are the reasons to go with Will Levis. And then here's six other reasons why yeah. you shouldn't go with Will Levis, and they're pretty good reasons. Fantasy so I, I agree that he's like number three on this list for sure. He's two for me. Yeah, for I'd rather have Dobbs and Levis. No, I, I get that if you're just looking long term. But for starting this week, I take Levis over Dobbs. I'd rather have Dobbs and Levis. That's fine. Yeah, it's uh, going to be close. If Russell Wilson were available, how would he rank with the other three? Ahead of them. Buffalo, I, think I, right I, now. I think I'd put him behind him. Oh, wait. Can someone look this up? Because Heath was going to do it, and I don't think he ever did. I've got this feeling. Because I, I feel yeah, I feel like every time Russell Wilson's in prime time, he's at Buffalo on Monday, I feel like he is awful. And that's why everybody hates him so much because whenever we, whenever the NFL community gets to watch Russell Wilson, he just lays a total egg in prime time. He's Kirk Cousins? He's something. So Same I don't know. Heath said he was going to look up his night splits. I don't know if that's easy to do, but uh, I mean, Let me just, see if I can find it. 
because I think about the Chiefs game earlier this year. Uh, just like every time, I don't know. But anyway, uh, maybe something to look into. Okay, running back. While Dave's looking that up, Jamie, you can give the top three running backs. Uh, it's Keaton Mitchell. It's Zach Charbonnet. And then it's good luck. Um, <laughs> but after those two, I think you're looking at maybe some potential handcuffs. I'm going to put Fournette third, though. Just with the chance of Buffalo needs to do something. They're awful right now running the ball. They really have no run game at to speak of. And, and I, I said this last week when we were talking about Fournette, that if he becomes something, you get ahead of it. And so if you get a chance to get him for 1%, 5%, third time, second time through waivers, he wasn't activated. So you know there's no stats to speak of for week nine. They just need to change something. So if I think if he's ready to go, he'll, he'll be activated for this week. And it's such a good matchup against Denver. So this could be a very soft landing spot for Fournette to start to make some plays for Buffalo. I don't know if he will. It's a total guess. But James Cook and Latavius Murray are not getting the job done right now. He's absolutely my favorite running back stash this week. I mean, Mitchell, I guess, technically is a stash because I don't know if you're ready to start him as soon as week 10. But who else is out there that's got any kind of rest of season upside? And Antonio Gibson's out there in like 60% of leagues, but we know what he is. Uh, There there really isn't any other running back that's out there that might be able to be a 15 touch. And man, I have a hard time saying that with a straight face because it's a Buffalo running back, but they got to get, you're right, Jamie, they got to get something going. Who else has 15 touch potential and maybe even steal a few touchdowns? Then Leonard, Flippin, Fournette. I think you're being a little hard on James Cook. I don't think he has run the ball poorly. I mean, the last game. I don't think he's run the ball. Right. Well, he did. I mean, he had 13 to 14 carries in three straight games before only six at Cincinnati, where they barely had the ball. They were trailing by 14. But I don't, I mean, I don't think James Cook has done anything to lose that job. uh, It's not about necessarily losing the job, though. It's about does, does Fournette overtake Murray, which is not hard to do. And then what does that mean for what he could become? Yeah, well, I hope he becomes Latavius Murray and not James Cook because I I like James Cook. I mean, I'd rather have him getting the carries, but obviously it's it's a mess there right now. All right, wide receiver Dave, who you got? Top three. Double check to make sure that Tank Dell isn't out there. I know on CBS leagues he's only out there in like twenty twenty five percent of leagues, but I saw that on other platforms he's like available in half of the leagues. So. Do a double check for him. Do a double uh, do a double check for Jahan Dotson. You try saying that five times fast. And then uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba is worth a double check as well. If those guys are gone, and they should be, Demario Douglas is my favorite, followed by Tyler Boyd. And then I I don't feel good about Quentin Johnson. I know he's available. He's just not clicking yet. Maybe this week against Detroit, he gets some more opportunities. They didn't need him against the Jets. It was a tough matchup. I guess he would be third for me because there really isn't anybody else that gets me really excited. Okay. I think that's kind of the theme of the show today, but Douglas and Tyler Boyd. And I've got your Russell Wilson stats too. Oh, let's hear it. He's one in four in his last five late games with, I think, two passing touchdowns. Oh. Oh, subpar completion rate under 60%. Ooh. Yeah, yeah that's bad. Um, okay. Well, uh, tight end, Jamie, who are the top tight ends to get? As you mentioned earlier, with the guys that are in 80 to 82% roster, check to see if Jake Ferguson, Dalton Schultz, Cole Komet, 
David Njoku, Trey McBride, all are not rostered. If they aren't, pick your favorite one. Those are the best of the bunch. Um, you know, then it's kind of a mixed bag of John Smith, Hunter Henry, and Logan Thomas. Smith just continues to be a productive factor for the Falcons and outproducing Kyle Pitts, as we saw last week. Hunter Henry first came without Kendrick Bourne and Devontae Parker. Scored a touchdown, had seven targets. And Logan Thomas just, you know, safe option. Four catches last week, not a huge game, but you know Sam Howell's throwing the ball a lot and will still be a, a factor. So don't love the matchup for him this week against Seattle, but can still be a borderline starter for you. Are we assuming Drake London's not playing this week? No, he's playing. Oh, no, he's it playing? sounds like he's going to go. All right, so I'm surprised that Jonu Smith is number one for you then. Uh, you want to talk well, it's about not that? like Jonu was not producing when Drake was on the field. Yeah, I, I, it's true. Um, it's true. Uh, you can put Henry first. I have no problem with that. No, I, I think I'd take Logan Thomas first. Of the, I think I would too. Jonu, Henry, Thomas. I don't have a great deal of confidence in any of these guys as anything more than low-end PPR starters. None of them are ranked as starters for me. Right. And... Right. Hopefully one of those 80% rostered guys slips through the cracks. I meant to ask this question. I, I want to ask it now. I don't want to forget. So we said uh, Khalil Herbert, if he were available, might be the number one guy. For, it would be the number one guy, basically. Um, Jamie said that. Dave, you agree? No. You, no, you take Keaton Mitchell over him? I might just on the speculation that he becomes something rest of season. Well, I think if if we're playing this uh, this game, and you know Dave mentioned other platforms, Tank Dell would be the first guy. Uh, so he was a little <laughs> bit too. Yeah. He, he was a little bit high. Okay, fine. The, the other player I was going to mention was Jahan Dotson. Dale yeah, I would is... take those two guys over. Yeah, yeah for okay. sure. And and Smith and the Jigba. Yep. But Dell would be your favorite, right? By far. Followed by Dotson? I would go Dell, Dotson, Smith and Jigba, Herbert. Okay. Same. Uh, DSTs, Jamie, who are we looking at? Uh, the Raiders, they get the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, Max Crosby's got to be so excited. Um, the Seahawks, the Lions, and the Colts. Okay. Dave, anything to add? Or I, I don't mind the Packers this week getting the Steelers. Agreed. I try not to list like 17 teams. So like I usually used to be I only gave three, and then I'm like, you know, I can give four. And so <laughs> I don't keep giving like so many sure. DSTs. The good news is that you can find DSTs this week, but I would prioritize. I wouldn't make them your number one priority, but like number two, number three type of priority. I wouldn't wait till Saturday to drop the Chiefs DST or bench the Chiefs DST to go pick up one of these other DSTs. They're going to go fast. Uh, I wonder how people are going to feel about the 49ers DST. And they're, they're 91% roster. Well, they've been horrible. Um, they have. And they, they may not have heard. They just got another pass rusher. They did, they did. They're at Jacksonville. Could be uh could be some music for that game. I'm not sure, you know. <laughs> well given your track record, it, it would be appropriate. Do you two think, and one. You're two and one. Do you think I went two and one or one and two? No, you one hundred percent went two and one. Bengals, Chiefs, you think I bet Bengals uh, Bills lived up to it? Yeah. Okay. I'm all in on the Bengals. They're winning the Super Bowl. All in. I'm a, Bengals, I'm a Bengals fan. Both sides of the ball. Giants are over. I am a Bengals fan. Will you return to being a Giants fan in 2024? Of course. I'm you know, I'm be a Giants fan in week 10. No, you're not. Of course I am. No, you're rooting for them to lose. Jamie, this is what people don't understand. I can root I am going to root for them to win. It doesn't matter. They're going to lose anyway. That's like I, I don't have to root. It's not like a oh big game. I, I'm so into it. I'm well, gonna root for them to win. They're gonna lose. Why would you even watch? If it wasn't for your job, why would you even watch? 
Oh, I I like to I like to. I mean, I just enjoy Suffer. it. You know why? I love football. I, I just love it. I'm, I'm watching the Hurricanes on Saturday, and they're playing like total garbage. And and it's like the game was over. I'm like, I'm really gonna miss this. I only got like four games left, and that's the thing. Like, I'm gonna miss football so much. I always do. I hate when it ends. At least with the NFL, you've got another month of football. You know, you've got the playoffs, but I just. You don't get that many Sundays. You don't get that many chances to watch your team, and I just absolutely love it. I know that might sound cheesy or like I'm lying, but I, it's the truth. I just you gotta fight for that yard. I love. Yeah, no, I hope I'm <laughs> motivating people to watch football, but I, I just I'm gonna miss it. I you don't don't that many don't get that many chances, and obviously I got a feeling people are gonna watch. No, I, I know, but when we you were, when we were all sitting there watching that crap team. game last night, uh, we everybody comes out to watch the NFL. Yeah, I'm just saying if your team stinks. Why do you keep watching? And for me, it's because I know I'm not going to be able to, they're not going to play another meaningful game until next September. And that's, that sucks. Uh, kickers, Jamie. Who's the starting quarterback for the Giants in week one next year? Some rookie, I think. I don't know who. I don't think they're going to get the number Andy one. Andy But It could be Daniel Jones. Like they might hang on to him. They'll hang on to him. To go. And then they put the rookie in by like week four. So they're putting the guy coming off a torn ACL over a rookie that may be ready to play? Depends on who the rookie is and if he's ready to go. Well, I talked about this yesterday. I mean, don't base any ACL recovery timeline on Kyler Murray. I cannot believe how long Kyler Murray took to get back. It's the longest I can remember. Uh, it's, like, unbelievable. And most players are back very early in the season, regardless of when they tear the quarterbacks, regardless of when they tear their ACL. Kyler, this is stunning. Week 10. Uh, who are the kickers? Maybe he had a call of duty tournament to play. <laughs> who are the kickers? Uh, the kickers? <laughs> yes. Now we're into the Brussels sprouts. Um, Riley Patterson, Jason Myers, Jake Moody, and Daniel Carson. Okay, great. And uh, we don't have IDP right now. If uh, Devondre Campbell might still be out there, I, you might want to hang on to Reed Blankenship through his bye. Guy's a good game every single week. And those are the only players I can tell you. Agreed. You can always tweet me or email me. I'll help you out with your IDPs. Okay. Shallow leagues, deep leagues. Dave, do you want to take the shallow leagues? I always give you the deep leagues. No, I prefer the deep. All right. Dave is rolling in the deep. Jamie's in the shallow. What do you got, uh, Jamie Eisenberg? I mean, we've said a lot of these guys already. So um, I'll go back to the, uh, the quarterbacks here. And I do think Russell Wilson is still worth buying into just because, again, Buffalo has been really bad the last three games against quarterbacks. So hopefully coming off a bye. I'll check to see what his numbers are coming off a bye. That's always a good stat to look at with these veteran guys. Um, Kyler Murray, obviously, you know, 81% rostered. So he should be the the priority at that position. The running backs, as we said, Khalil Herbert. But there are three guys. You know, I, I know we debated Keaton Mitchell versus some of these players. But Tajay Spears, you still want to have him on your team. Um Tyler Algier, Jaleel McLaughlin. These are all high-end handcuffs that are playing to some degree. If you look at what Algier just did, you know, he's got 11 P- uh, PPR points in two of his last three. Um, Spears has basically given you a floor of six PPR points. I know that's not great from a starting perspective, but that just shows you what he can do if he were to get the starter's job should something happen to Derrick Henry. And then we've seen what Jaleel McLaughlin has done when he's gotten a little bit of work. And so similar to all these guys, you know, they're just an injury away from being must-start fantasy guys. The receivers, again, we touched on a few of these guys. Uh, Tank Dell, Nathaniel Dell for what your search should be. Uh, Jahan Dotson, Jackson Smith, and the Jigba. You know, all worth adding. And then Jerry Judy, too. You know, he's coming off a, a touchdown prior to the bye. Didn't get traded, so maybe that 
you know, puts a little bit of, you know, better mental state for him and, and, and Russ continues to look for him. Uh, he does have actually 11 PPR points in three of his last four. So giving you a decent floor there as well. And the tight ends, we've said these guys already, um, Jake Ferguson, Cole Komet, David Njoku, Dalton Schultz, Trey McBride, pick your favorite one, but all have the opportunities to be, you know, pretty productive fantasy options. I don't know how you feel about Komet though. Carolina, they just, they've, they've been pretty good. They just never get targeted. They, the teams just don't throw on them. I don't know if Chicago is going to do that. You, like just give the ball to Deontay Foreman or whatever all the time. But Carolina, it's a tough matchup for Cole Komet. Um, it's a revenge game for Deontay Foreman. Oh, yeah, about that. And DJ Moore. And oh, That's who they're giving the ball to. All right, Dave, deep leagues. At quarterback, Dobbs is out there in 70% of CBS Sports League, so he would top the list. Taylor Heineke for this week against Arizona would be next. Mac Jones, available in two-thirds of leagues. He's got Indianapolis and then a bye, so Heineke and Mac, they're definitely one-week options. Um, That's really it. I don't know if I can talk about any other quarterbacks that are out there in deep leagues. Running backs, (sighs) Fournette. Gibson at 61%. Oh, Keaton Mitchell, obviously. I'm sorry about that. Mitchell should top the list. He's available in over 90%. How about Ty Chandler as a stash? Because Alexander Madison, great game. Did a lot of it through the air. Uh, Dobbs might be the leading rusher for the Vikings rest of season, not Alexander Madison. He's just so inefficient. So Ty Chandler could be an interesting stash, and you wait to see what happens with him. Odell Beckham, available in 70% of CBS leagues. Might be as good as it gets amongst the wide receivers. Khalil Shakir, 92%. If you're stashing, eh, these guys aren't even worth stashing. Zay Jones, Traylon Burks, I would put them out of the list. And then at tight end, we didn't get into Kate Otten, and I think we should. He's 89% available. He's had at least six targets in each of his past three games. He's had at least four catches in each of his past three games. And, of course, he had the two-touchdown game against Houston. I wouldn't expect him to score very often, but maybe he gets you around 8 to 10 in PPR. Still would rather have Logan, Janu, Hunter Henry ahead of him. I think he's in that same mix as Luke Musgrave. I think they could have the same expectation. The difference being that Musgrave doesn't have as tough of competition around him as Otten does, but Otten's had at least six targets, three straight games. Okay. Excellent. So we'll take... Excellent. Zang. All right. Uh, hey, Thomas, I am going to go to a commercial break now. <laughs> Give you a little time. Okay. And when we come back, the thriller in the Meadowlands on Monday night, the Chargers and the Jets. We'll talk about it right after this on Fantasy Football Today. Q commercial. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. If you were watching the commercial, college basketball season started. All right. I'll finally. be at a college basketball game on Friday. Excellent. Zang, I finally get to root for a good team. Uh, the yes. Chargers and the Jets, 27-6. Chargers with the win. You know what I hate in fantasy football? Let me tell you what I hate, guys. A special teams touchdown or a defensive touchdown. It's just like a game script killer for so many players. Um, and the Chargers got one early. so And they only had the ball for 25 minutes and 33 seconds. But, that was uh, the only score they needed. It's, it's true. True. That's well. That's because Dave, who dropped that touchdown at the end of the game for the Jets? It was CJ Uzama. Oh, boo! <laughs> We're not celebrating a drop, <laughs> especially a drop that would have meant nothing to anybody in fantasy. Mm. It probably would have hurt more people because more people probably started right. the Chargers DST right. than Zach Wilson or Uzama. What are our major takeaways from this game? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Brees Hall, I mean, Brees Hall is struggling in the run game recently. Yeah. Uh, he had the 50-yard touchdown. Behind that offensive line, it's hard to run. Well, this is a guy that I was thinking the quarterback was like, that they're daring to throw? I, I was really thinking Brees Hall, first-round pick kind of player right now, you know, like a top 12 overall player, going to get yeah. unleashed. I was thinking. That yeah, right. I, I thinking, mean, he had 20 touches. That's a good thing. Just, I'm not benching him this week. No, 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 no. Raiders. Yeah, I don't know if I'm benching him anyway. Of course, but I don't. I, I'm. I would expect him to at least get more than six non PPR fantasy points. I um. I appreciate Joey Bosa. Uh, I got a nice text from Dave. Uh, we were yeah. going head to head in our IDP dynasty league, and I was down. 12. You were down ten going into. I know this. Let me tell it. <laughs> you were down. 10 I thought honestly. I, I, I just just to give give my perspective. Okay. After Burrow's game, because I know you had Burrow, I stopped looking at the score because I thought you won. Yeah, I thought I won too. And then Bosa had a sack, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery on the same play. And I turned to my wife. We were watching the game, and I said, "I'm cooked." Uh, and I, I, I'm. This is a dynasty league, and I'm going for it. And I made a big trade, and I am zero two since the trade with two heartbreaking losses. Uh, I'm now a game below five hundred. I have no first round pick next year. This did not go the way that I thought it would. Just uh, there are fantasy gods too, because I talked a little trash <laughs> after I made the trade, and I am just getting shoveled in horse manure, figuratively. Uh, well, I also after that trade, I also got lucky against Dave in another league where I was up. I think it was like nine or ten going into last night. It's tight end premium league, so he had Brees Hall, I had Tyler Conklin. Yeah. And I think I think Conklin outscored Brees Hall. He did. Oh, he would he outscored him in full PPR, much less premium. They were he he outscored him in non PPR. That's how that's how rough it was for Brees Hall. Yeah. But enough lucky, about me and my terrible fantasy. Lucky uh, wins for me. Let's talk. I'll about, just tell, uh, yeah. I just want to share that I uh, I needed nine points from Gabe Davis and Quinton Johnston. So, oh God! So oh, that. Fuck. 
What Gabe was a total letdown. Oh, I don't was know, he? I'm sure you guys talked about it on Monday. <laughs> was he a letdown, Dave? I didn't notice. A little bit, yeah. I hate him. They went back to using him the old way, and then they didn't learn their yeah, lesson we from the week it. before. We they learned it with Kincaid. They didn't learn it with Gabe Davis. Okay, so anyway, Chargers, Jets, Eckler, yay, Keenan Allen, hooray. Don't judge Quinton Johnston too harshly or or Justin Herbert, I guess. But um, Herbert, I guess I'll just bring it up. Right? I mean, the Jets are great. They're terrific defense. He's had three big games as a passer. They've been against the Titans, Vikings early in the year, and the Bears. And I still just feel like something's missing without Mike Williams. But, I mean, do you care at all as you look at him in the future, Justin Herbert? If this was a regular week and we had all those quarterbacks playing, he'd be outside the top 10. Oh. Against the, because you, because it's not the just Williams, it's Palmer too. I mean, they're down two key contributors to the passing game, you know. So, you know, Eckler, huge letdown in the passing game last night. You know, you thought that would be something where he'd make a lot more production. I felt like the the four and a half catches, the prop was so easy for him facing this defense and and knowing how tough it would be to run. And like you said, Adam, maybe the uh, the punt return changed the game script. You know, he thought maybe a little more competitive game. He's he's involved. Now he did have a a, a tough drop. Ball was on behind him, but. I think you, yeah, you, know, you expect usually. Yeah, I think, he, I think he had like at least five targets, and I think he had at least two drops. So it gives me not quite as concern. And they only, like I said, they only had the ball for less than twenty six minutes. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Herbert is seven. safe. I just don't know if the upside's going to be so, seven targets for for Eckler. I'm sorry, two catches on seven targets. Yeah, so the, the four and a half receptions felt like a layup. It um, should have been. On seven targets, it should have been. I, I will say this: despite how bad the Jets are, thankfully Garrett Wilson continues to be productive. You know, so that's the one constant for this team is that, as much as Zach Wilson sucks and the Jets are just babying him and not allowing him to play football, it's just run, run, try and save us on third down, and he's not capable of that. You're not going to win games playing defense and kicking field goals with this team. So, um, but Garrett Wilson just gets targets and he's productive. The guy, sure. Zach Wilson just. Has no pocket presence. He just can't feel rush the rush. He's so careless nope, with the he ball. He panics so easily. Yeah. And Garrett Wilson. You see the one play that um, has been making the rounds. I don't know if you saw it live. He has about 30 yards in front of him to run. Yes. No, I didn't see that. And he like he, sh- he shovel passes pass. it to Michael Carter. It was so bad. Nah, that's a shame. Uh, Garrett Wilson is QB is wide receiver 25 per game and six per game in half PPR. I mean, full, full PPR, he, the catches are helping him. In non or half, I, I wonder, is he, is he even a top 24 guy on a regular basis? Because they just don't throw touchdowns, this team. It's fair. Yeah, he won't be until they get a competent passing game going. I mean, I, 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 think, I think I'm being a little hard third on third in the NFL in fourth quarter target share. And, I mean, all the studs are going to be high in target share anyway, but just it, this goes to Jamie's point about playing hero ball. It's the fourth quarter, and then they start to decide to throw like crazy to Garrett Wilson. They should be doing this from the jump. He should have 15 targets a game. He's He is top 24 most weeks when there are buys. You know, if you had a full slate of games, maybe in a half PPR yeah. league, Garrett Wilson wouldn't crack it, but he's been top 20 uh, fairly consistently recently, even in half PPR. All right, I think uh, that's pretty much it. We can wrap up that game there, and let's go. I didn't have a drop-o-meter today. I can take a look at some of the most, I don't know if we have added and dropped really yet. Daryl Henderson is the most dropped player. Oh, no, that most dropped running back. Uh, yeah, who's the most dropped player? There's not. Yeah, it's too, there's no data yet. But uh, I'm seeing Derek Carr on the drop list. 
He's got Minnesota and then a bye. Would you drop Derek Carr for Baker Mayfield or anyone? Yeah. Yeah. I would drop him for the quarterbacks that we talked about, the main three. Yep. Try and trade him first. Maybe someone will take him. You know, he's coming off of two good games. Maybe someone will give you something for him as a bye week replacement. Miles Sanders, you feel good dropping? Yep. He's a bench guy anyway. Romeo Dobbs. He did have, I think he had eight PPR points last week. That's good for Miles Sanders. I think he had nine. Ooh. He had five targets and three catches. Okay. I watched his carries and he looked pretty good. You know, I, I think. Uh, it was late in the game, though. Yeah. So but he barely got him, but maybe, maybe that'll get him going a little bit. But anyway, uh, Romeo Dobbs, drop a meter. You good with that? Easy drop? Yes and no. I think just make sure that Watson's playing because we've seen Dobbs put up good numbers when Watson has been out. But yes, he's. He was one of the ones like when I was like, ah, I'll wait a minute right, <laughs> in terms right. of the guys to drop. Okay. He'll drop an heartbeat for any of the shallow league receivers. Well, well, without a doubt. All right. And and even Douglas. Julio Jones is on the most drop list going into his bye. What year is it? <laughs> I don't know, but it's there. All right. Back to the waiver wire. Check to see if available in shallow leagues. Uh, Lamar Jackson might be available. Or... Patrick Mahomes might be available to you in the very shallowest of league. No, uh, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson are the two guys. Who do you prefer? Kyler. I'd rather have Kyler than Russ. Kyler is QB blank rest of season. 11. 13. You guys ever see Blank Man? Superhero no. movie? Really? You never saw it? Damon Wayans and... I know, I know of the movie. It's, it's a really funny movie. I used to love that movie. Um, okay. So, uh, Baker Mayfield, Will Levis, Josh Dobbs. That's Jamie's order for this week. For Dave, it's Baker Mayfield, Josh Dobbs, Will Levis. Let's throw a little love to Taylor Heineke. Drake, you said Drake London's going to play, and Arizona's 25th against quarterbacks. I think I think this guy's uh, worth, uh, worth a look here, Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, no. I think he's forced, but I think he's worth a look. So you have Arizona, then a bye, and Arthur Smith, as we are well aware, not ready to commit to Heineke as a starter rest of the season. So, you know, if you're looking for a one-week situation, it wouldn't surprise me if he's better than Dobbs, just given the matchup. But I think you just look at, okay, can he be trusted? Will this Falcons offense produce enough? We haven't exactly seen it from their quarterback position, but mostly that's due to clearly Desmond Ritter and his struggles. But, yeah, getting London back is, is a big boost with a great matchup. After the bye, which is in week 11, the Falcons play home against New Orleans, and then they're at the Jets. You can use you can use Heineke for a week if you want to, and then he's totally disposable after that. I think, I mean, I agree with you about the Jets. I'm, I'm not so sure about the Saints. I don't think they're playing such good defense right now. They're, they don't, they're not bad. They're definitely not to the level that we saw earlier in the season and what the expectations are, but they're still very good. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you a little secret about the Saints, because it started at the second half of last year. They had they have played so few good offenses. Um, look, look at their schedule at the end of last year because that division was garbage. Um, I'm not saying they're bad, but I don't think they're the look Jets. The this year. What's that? Look at the start of this year. It was it was easy teams, right? Yeah, yeah. That's Tennessee, what I'm saying. Carolina, Green Bay. Not hundred percent sold on their on their defense. I mean, it should be good, but all right. Uh, when you look at Mayfield, Levis, Dobbs, Heineke, would you start any of them over? Please don't laugh. C.J. Stroud at Cincinnati. No. Hey. Don't laugh. 
Okay. Can't yeah. make the case for it. How about the Brock Purdy Trevor Lawrence matchup? I like Purdy. Uh I would start Mayfield over them, and that's it. Okay. Tommy DeVito is listed as a, as a two QB league guy, but you know, like I said, they haven't committed to him. Uh, yep. Oh, two more guys I wanted to bring up: Gardner Minshew. Nope. Not interested. No. Deshaun Watson. It's kind of like a reverse jinx, though, because every time we're out on him, he does well. How do you feel about Deshaun Watson? He's seventy-eight percent rostered. Uh, we broke it down yesterday. The guy, he did not look good yesterday or Sunday. No. Um, and there's no Baltimore. chance you're playing him this week against Baltimore, and so I can't and imagine there's a rush after that. I can't imagine there's a rush to go get him. So Pittsburgh if you really stinks. want him, at, at Pittsburgh stinks. Huh? I, I, why Pittsburgh's not tough? Are they? I think uh, they're going to be better. I think last week was an example of them yeah. getting better. <laughs> I don't think Pittsburgh is not good. I think Pittsburgh's very good. Their secondary is not. No, I mean, they're, they're secondary. But getting Cameron Hayward back certainly helps. Yeah, of course. That's what matters the most is the hash rush. I think the only way you're starting quarterbacks against the Steelers, and if you bought into Will Levis last week, you should learn your lesson on this, is like you got to be a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. I, I'm convinced Watson's touchdown to Cooper was a pick six if it didn't get deflected. It definitely was a pick. I don't know if it's a pick six. Yeah. That's a long way to go. All right. Uh, running backs. Tajay Spears, Tyler Algier, McLaughlin, Herbert. I mean, Algier's got a chance to get good production this week against Arizona. He's going to be the lead running back. He's going to be the goal line back. It's going <laughs> to destroy my Twitter feed. It's just going to be people cursing at Arthur Smith. But, uh, yeah, so there's that. But there's Spears. Hey, shave the mustache. Maybe there's a change coming. Okay. Okay, good. The mustache, it wasn't working. Um, but the waiver is he, is he is he on the short list of first coaches fired at the end of the season? Oh, he's on it. it. Oh, absolutely. If does he even make it? What if they lose? What if they lose to the Cardinals? Does he get fired in the bye week? They can still win the division, though. That's the thing, <laughs> right? They they can't let him go yet, even if they lose to the Cardinals. But I think if they don't make the playoffs, they they could move on. Top three coaches fired would be who? Arthur Smith. Uh, yeah, I think McDermott's done if they don't make the playoffs in Buffalo. That would be something. Mm, that's interesting. I think I think, Dor- I think Dorsey's done. done. Yeah. Um, Belichick. If if <laughs> yes. if Carolina doesn't win another game, does Frank Reich survive? Yeah, I think so. You yeah, first year with a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Mm, hmm. I don't know. That owner seems to have an itchy trigger. I like the Belichick. Be- Belichick seems like yeah. Okay. Uh, but, but, but. All right, so the uh, running backs, Keaton Mitchell, Zach Charbonnet, Leonard Fournette, Ty Chandler, who Dave mentioned, and then you got Elijah Mitchell, Jamal Williams, Travion oh, Williams. Who? Eberflus in Chicago. Oh, yeah, that could happen. Boy, that would be a great job to walk into with potentially the top two picks. That'd be great. You'd think so. Great, I mean, great history of that franchise. They've been good for so long. Great quarterback play throughout franchise history. Uh, any interest in Antonio Gibson? He has two straight games with five catches. Yeah, no, I, I added him late, um, and I took Williams off. So uh, Jamal Williams off. Uh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Well, you do have an injury to Kendry Miller. Uh, so I- yeah, it was just more like I was, I was, I was putting a lot of handcuffs. You know, like who do you want to have just to stash at this point? And clearly, if something were to happen to Kamara, then. You gotta like the setup for Jamal Williams. Oh yeah, Brandon Staley is another guy who could get fired. Yep. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Good call, it, chat. 
Uh, I think they have to win a playoff game in order for him to survive. Making the playoffs isn't enough. Check to see if these wide receivers are. Oh, Josh McDaniels. He might get fired. (laughs) Jerry Judy. Tank Dell. Tank Dell will be one. Then Dotson. Then probably JSN. Then Judy. Who would you rather have, JSN or Judy? Jason. Okay. I might take Judy over JSN. Something happens to uh, to Metcalf or Lockett, and JSN is going to be top 20 oh, receiver yeah. rest of the We've already seen right, it. Right, but they're healthy right now. There's no, Well, they're relatively healthy right now. I think something's up with DK. Yeah. I don't know. Close call. All right, Demario Douglas is our top prize. Tyler Boyd against Houston. They've been very good against wide receivers. Uh, in fact, the next two matchups are Boyd. Houston's fourth best. Baltimore's sixth best. Boyd's, like, you know what you're getting from Boyd most weeks. The question is, how big of a boost does he get if Jamar Chase is out in your mind, Dave Richard? I don't think it's going to be a huge boost because Mixon's been running it well and they can use him a little bit more and lean on him even in the past game a little bit more. But short area slot receiver target who's got, I, I think he's got a pretty good floor in PPR. I, I just don't think he's got the ceiling. And that's what makes me nervous to say that Tyler Boyd is a great pickup and an awesome bi-week replacement. And he's okay. Odell Beckham, Khalil Shakir. I'm actually somewhat interested in Khalil Shakir. He's also part of the reason why Gabe Davis yeah. didn't do well. I mean, Josh Allen talked about after the game. He, he kept referencing that it was the game plan, why Gabe Davis wasn't being used much. The coaching staff might have made a decision already to use Shakir more in that short area passing game. Right. He's, he's, very, he's, he's an interesting guy to add in that game. Kind of wait and see on. <laughs> well, Josh Allen is uh he is now three of twenty for eighty-six yards on pass attempts of twenty or more air yards in his last four games. Three of twenty for eighty-six yards. And that is interesting for Shakir. Uh because you know, because that's the role he fills. And he only had four targets, but Allen only threw oh no, he did throw thirty-eight passes. I'm sorry. He, those pass attempts went up late in the game. So that was bad. Uh, the four targets, but the production was good for two straight games. Uh, Wandale Robinson caught a touchdown. Um, Noah Brown. Is Noah Brown worth a look for the shot? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're tying yourself to uh, one of the better quarterbacks right now. And then, you know... He made plays two weeks ago, too. And we got to mention that Demario Douglas, as much as we like him, he wasn't even the team's leading receiver. Juju Smith-Schuster... Same amount of targets, six more yards, 17% rostered, much more available. Why is he kind of an afterthought in fantasy? Juju. More Looking more at upside as opposed to just the guy that's going to get you minimal production as a floor? Okay. I'd rather have Noah Brown. And tight ends. David Njoku, Jake Ferguson, Dalton Schultz, Cole Komet, Trey McBride. Don't drop McBride, right? We give him a pass for last week. Yeah, and Kyler's coming back. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hang on to him. And you like all of those guys better than Janu, Henry, Logan Thomas? Yes. Yes. Okay. And that's how Jamie ranks it. Janu, Henry, Logan Thomas. Dave goes Thomas. Who's two for you? It's Janu. Henry's third. Otten okay. is fourth. Otten fourth. Luke Musgrave fifth. Gerald mm-hmm. Everett sixth. And DST's. The Raiders, the Seahawks. Raiders get the Jets. Seahawks get the Commanders. The Lions get the Chargers. I don't get that one. Why do we like that? Why do we like the Lions here? Because Detroit's defense is good. Okay. Uh, the Colts are against the Patriots. I do get that one. Riley Patterson, the kicker. Jason Myers, Jake Moody, 
and Daniel Carlson. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening today. Uh, We will talk to you tomorrow with some trades and maybe play a game. Come up with some new theme music. It should be fun. Dave just knocked something over while stretching. And we will... Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the goose. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, everybody, and uh, good luck on the waiver wire this week. See ya. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.